Hi, everybody. Peter Bassler here, ESEC Lending, Westport, Connecticut, Dartmouth, Massachusetts, Jim Maroney, Equities and Corporate Bonds, and Brooke Gilman from the Client Management Team from beautiful Burlington, Vermont. We are back with you, and today, before we get started, I wanted to ask a question of my friends and, and colleagues about the new world that we're in. So <clears throat> everything is now a Zoom meeting or a video call, but protocols and etiquette, kind of uh, making it up as we go along. Do you share your video? Do you not? In what circumstances do you? Do you take cues from other people? What do you guys think? It's a new virtual world. I think you share more than you don't share. I think the default should be sharing unless clearly people are, uh, especially if their clients are not interested in sharing video. Yeah, I, I share generally, unless I'm having a bad hair day and then I go no video. <laughs> well, that's kind of every day for you, Jim. No. <laughs> Come on, but, but it, Fridays. But it is, it is interesting on some of our internal calls if the boss doesn't share, then people tend not to turn their video on. When the boss puts their video on, people tend to follow suit. And when you start thinking about client dynamics, I think as client people, we need to take our cues from the client because sometimes people don't want to put on their video if they're at home or they may not be comfortable. I personally think companies can have policies on this one day. And I think it's worth thinking about. Um, anyway. Just another random thing that so crosses a, my mind. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. I mean, my view, especially with clients these days, is if clients are comfortable um, doing video, then it's an absolute necessity that, that you do as well as a service provider. And I think that it really enhances the discussion. It, it allows it to be much more of a personal you know, uh, you know, much more similar to an in-person meeting where I think you get a lot more engagement in the discussion. And uh, I think people, you know, focus more on, on the meeting when the video is on, it's my view. So I think it's, I think it's a positive. I think it's actually, um, you know, it, and it's not just even in the work from home environment. I think there's a lot of businesses and organizations where they have offices in different locations where they have clients um, in different locations. And so there's a lot of conference calls that are held anyway. And I think that the shift towards more video conferencing is a positive. I totally agree with you that it enhances the interaction. And, and we, Brooke, you and I, we had, we had our first situation where we did a finals presentation for new business, right? With a yeah. Zoom call. Yep. And that was the first for us. And it, it just makes you have to think about things differently. You're, you're, you've got a conference table. You're all looking at one spot to be kind of um, top of mind in, in the video. So I think it's just this new way to think about how we do everything. And uh, I, think we, I think we did really well on that, by the way. And I'm hopeful that we can win that business for our first uh, Zoom finals presentation. Absolutely. Anyway, here, here. Uh, just getting to a, a, the topic at hand, I thought we'd talk about kind of what's, you know, what's on the top of everyone's minds right now. And that means what's the top of mind of borrowers, what's on the top of mind of securities lending traders, clients, prospects, like what, what, is, what is everyone thinking about right now? So maybe Jim, I'd ask you to answer the first one. Like what's, what's the top, top thing that people are thinking about borrowers and, and lending traders? 
I think on the borrowing side, uh, it shifted. So when the crisis began, their focus was servicing clients. So covering those shorts, there was, and still is a lot of activity in the books, um, good, bad, indifferent, but activity that required shifting of covers and, um, and, and um, new borrows and collateral changes. And so brokers really uh, just scrambled. For one, they were at home. Uh, so it's very difficult to learn new communication modes um, when everybody's at home. It's not a partial at home, partial in the office. It became everyone at home. Uh, so their primary focus was to service their clients and cover the shorts and make sure at the end of the day, everything that um, needed to be done had gotten done. And so what that meant was uh, there were opportunities. Um, they weren't necessarily looking at pricing as much. They weren't looking at, um, at opportunistic changes. Um, which played into our hands. And so we, SEC Lending Traders, um, were equally as busy, um, but with a slightly different focus in that we push stock as opposed to cover for other purposes. So um, we, we made more money during that period. But that shifted, I think, as everybody's gotten comfortable and it's back to what I would say is the new normal, um, which is higher volumes, uh, net flat activity for the most part. And the borrowers are focused more on managing balance sheet now and um, refinancing their book where they can. Whereas three weeks ago, none of that was really happening. So, um, you know, it's, it's uh, the natural course, I think, of, of a crisis. When it hits, um, you focus on really what's important and then get back to um, the bigger picture important over time. Brooke, what about you? What, what's on the minds of the, uh, of the clients right now? Like what's keeping them up at night or what are they focused on? Sure. So similar to Jim, I mean, I also think that it has changed over the past, uh, you know, month and a half or so as um, people have kind of settled into this, this new normal. And, you know, at, at first and sort of early March through mid-March, really through that entire month, I think that there was a lot of heightened awareness um, of monitoring of their programs of communication with us on um, what was going on in terms of the market, not knowing, um, you know, sort of how bad the market might react um, uh, in terms of their lending programs. And I think that, uh, you know, with some of the stabilization that has occurred in the past number of weeks, that um, clients are, while still, you know, very focused on uh, their programs in this market environment, are looking more back to sort of, you know, business at hand, um, additional opportunities that they can look at for, um, for their program. A lot of clients have also, um, and it's been a theme probably for the past few years, but we're seeing it more and more. We're seeing sort of a pickup in the interest of looking at securities lending or securities financing transactions, lending or repo as a way to generate additional liquidity or, or leverage that maybe is, um, you know, that they hadn't used in the past and setting up facilities to be able to, um, to use lending or repo transactions for alternative liquidity needs. Um, and so that's, that's a theme. And, and in some ways, you know, that's an area of opportunity for lending over time, I think, for certain um, plans and just ways to be more efficient and, um, and how they look at lending and the cost of funding. Um, but, you know, I think for the most part, clients are, uh, it's a very different crisis than we experienced back in 08, where, you know, fortunately for securities lending, securities lending is not 
sort of in and amongst the, the center of the problem um, or the center of the market turmoil and instead is, you know, a more of a reactionary participant to what's going on in the broader financial markets. Um, and so I think it's, you know, there's a lot more stability these days. There's, while everyone has heightened awareness and focus on, for instance, counterparty risk or, you know, where their balances are, maintaining liquidity um, for those that, you know, where that's important. I think that it's less acute and overall people are, you know, much more comfortable with um, their programs. They're much more comfortable with the counterparts they're dealing with. And, um, you know, those counterparts are much better capitalized today than um, through a lot of the regulatory uh, reforms that have occurred. So I think that, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a time of heightened awareness um, and focus, but, uh, but not, um, you know, you're, we're not sort of put, needing to put out fires, which is, uh, which is a nice position to be in. Great. I think uh, from the prospect side where I'm spending most of my time, I would say most of the inbound calls and discussions and dialogue that I'm having with either people we, uh, we know very well or people we're you know, just engaging with for the first time, the big question people have is, you know, what, are, what are my peers doing? What are other people doing today? Um, and they're getting questions from their boards and their management. You know, this is a crisis. Last crisis was 2008, obviously a very different period for this product, but should we be doing anything different? Should I be making changes to any part of my program? And I would also say we're, we're telling people and talking to them about understanding where their revenue is coming from. In some cases, cash spreads have become very attractive. So understanding that and making sure clients understand that is interesting. Um, I'd say most people, in addition to our, our current clients, our prospects are staying the course. You know, we've, we're in, in a number of RFP processes and those are not being put on hold. Those continue forward. Um, so I would say, you know, things from the new business and the prospect universe side are, are doing very, very well. Right. We've, yeah, oh, um, sorry, Jim. We've seen very little, you know, Peter, just on the back of your comment about prospects and wanting to understand what others are doing and most are sort of staying the course. I'd say that that's definitely the theme across our client base. And while there are maybe minor changes that have occurred uh, in part based upon asset reallocations that clients have needed to go through as an example. There's very limited examples where we've had any sort of um, change to sort of, you know, the way in which a client's approaching their program, program structure, parameters, guidelines, direction from the client as to how they want to approach lending um, or, you know, the reinvestment program if, if they're a cash lender. So, you know, again, I, it goes back to what I said earlier. I, I think it's a time of just heightened awareness and focus, but we're not seeing, you know, um, it's, it doesn't feel like it's a reactionary time though either, which is, which is nice to see. Yeah, I was going <clears> to <throat> say the same sort of thing. We, on the broker side, uh, understanding what others are doing is important. And so not everybody does business with everybody else. Some models look different. You know, ESEC looks a little bit different than many other agent lenders. And so um, many more touch points with uh, our counterparts and, and uh, more sharing of what's going on away from each other um, to make sure you're not missing out on something or not fully understanding um, the impact of the crisis. So it's from that perspective, I think it's, it's been both um, it's informative and relationship building. Do you feel like you're speaking to brokers, Jim, more frequently than you were previously? Yep. Probably for two reasons for the one I just mentioned to, uh, to, to go out of your way to overshare to make sure you're not missing anything and then uh, second is is being out of the office 
sitting in a room by myself for eight hours um, forces me to get on the phone. Nobody's hassling me, asking me for things, uh, you know, to make copies for them or whatever I usually get asked to do at the office. So um, it's, it's a combination of those, those things. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm on the phone all day long, which is great. And I, I would say that prospects are more open to having more regular conversations. So as a salesperson, sometimes people are ducking you, but in this environment, I'm finding again, people want more so, social interaction. And so I'm setting up calls with some people, you know, to have a monthly or every other month kind of catch up and, to compare notes, which I think is, which is great. All right. Well, I think that's, that's maybe a wrap here. And if, if anyone listening has any thoughts, feedback for us, we'd encourage you to reach out. My email is pbassler at eSecLending and my colleague, Brooke, Brooke is a B Gilman at eSecLending.com. And if you have any other ideas for podcasts or thoughts that are top of mind for you that you'd like us to cover, please let us know. Um, we'd be happy to take those uh, under consideration. Otherwise, stay, stay safe and sane. And Brooke, you have a final comment? Gosh, I don't know that I do. I feel like I'm kind of, you know, mastering this quarantine thing. So I'm pretty good. All right. Great. All right. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you Thank soon. you. Bye. Take care.